Hi, and welcome to the Foot This, Foot That podcast with your hosts, Biggie and Small Z. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We've got another episode coming to you today. It's absolutely baking outside, uh, but me and Biggie have still managed to get together to record you a couple of episodes, uh, which we'll be releasing throughout the future. Uh, today we're going to speak about something a little bit off topic. Uh, we've been speaking to each other and mustering a couple of things together, and we thought about what potentially footballers would be if they weren't footballers. So we've done a bit of research ourselves. We've looked into stuff and we've come up with some jobs that we think footballers would be. Now, before we start the episode, I am going to have to note, notably mention a bit of a disclaimer. Obviously, this is just a bit of fun that we've done between us. Um, there's, there's no obviously intent made by anything that we that we say about any of the guys. No, or there's no malice or anything like that. It's just what we think a footballer would be uh, if they weren't a footballer, basically. So it's just getting the best description in our head, and there's there's nothing against it whatsoever. It's just the first thing that's come to our head. There's no wrongdoing by it. Everyone on the sheet, we've got totally respect, don't we? They're all, they're all brilliant footballers. Absolute they? respect. If yeah. anything, it's just a bit of an insight into our minds about how, how we stereotype people, really, more than anything that they've done wrong. So uh, Hopefully people can click with us on this as well and, and think, oh, yeah, that's... That's pretty good, that. I could see that. So I reckon they're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is gonna be a good one. I think it'll, uh, it'll you'll certainly relate to some of them. So Biggie, do you want to get us started? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kick kick things off. So uh, you sat at home um, and you're watching your freeview box because you can't afford Sky. Times are a bit bit tight. Are they? Cost of living and everything. You've got rid of it. Cost hundred quid a month now, don't it? So you have got your freeview box on. Got a bit of Dave on, middle of the afternoon, and um, what's this? Um, deadliest catch. Um, so anyway, you get into it, and um, the narrator of it's just uh, just said that there's a there's an extra in for today's episode. Um, one of one of the regular crew members, he's uh, just got a short custodial sentence for a bit of uh, domestic violence at home, uh, and uh, there's someone pulling in for him today, and. Um, so the camera, the camera pans over, and um, you'll never guess who's in that yellow rain mark. It's uh, it's Dimitar Berbatov, <laughs> um, <laughs> filling in for a crew member. As I said, um, only a brief cameo. Um, he he claims he can skin a haddock in five seconds, uh, and it. He claims it was recorded, however, uh, it didn't make the final edit, so we'll never know, will we? <laughs> I just see him bobbing up and down in the, in the ocean with that slick back rig he's got. <laughs> yeah. He'd make it look effortless as well, wouldn't he? he might, I bet he could skin a, skin a fillet blindfolded, couldn't he? <laughs> skin and bone a fillet in, in under three seconds. Probably they said he looked like a, a ballerina on the starboard side. <laughs> just uh, silky footwork... Uh, Pottering up and down the deck. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good one to kick things. That's off. a good one to start off with, so you can see where we're going with this one. So I've I've managed to pluck up one for a bit of a Frankie Lampard. So basically, what I when I look at Lampard, I don't see him as a as a football manager, and I never really saw him as a footballer. To be fair, uh, what I see is a supply teacher that can't get a break. He's obviously highly intelligent and plans methodically, but. Never gets the best out of his pupils. Mondays are always a struggle for Frankie. And after binging on red wine all week, uh, weekend and hating life, you can just see him sat there with his head in his hands, 
dishing out the school syllabus word for word. Just wondering when his life will just end. <laughs> I can see him there with that jacket with the patches on his elbow as well. Pushing his, pushing his glasses back up so he can see his pupils in the front row. Absolutely ripping piss out of him. Uh, so we'll move on. What have we got next? So... Um... Next one, uh, just just imagine it. Uh, you've gone on holiday with your missus for the first time, right? And uh, everything's going all right. It's a nice little uh, Balearic Islands, probably like Majorca, something like that. And, and you sat on the beach after the first day. You've checked in and everything. You just want to get a bit of the evening sun. And um, yeah, you, you've got your towels down. Just uh, just listening to the, the lovely sounds of the beach, the waves and everything. And all of a sudden in the distance, you can hear... Very good, very nice, very good, very nice. And you're thinking, what the hell is that? And you turn around and you think, oh, God, he's coming our way. And, you, and you're nudging your lass saying, just don't look at him, don't look at him, because if you give him eye contact, he'll definitely come over. And all you hear is, very good, very nice, very good, very nice. And anyway, who rocks over? It's only Ronaldinho, isn't it? <laughs> Selling knockoff towels. Buy now, pay next year. Cheaper than chips. Refers to everyone, uh, all newcomers he ever meets as chicken nuggets. So I think that's a brilliant one. <laughs> <laughs> that smile is meant for a beach selling towels, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Offering you it on Clan. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a Clan of three months, three yeah. months at a time. With, with his genuine Chanel uh, sunglasses on offer as well. <laughs> oh, what a guy. <laughs> so next one, we're moving on again. Mark Noble. Now, Mark Noble's had a, has an industrious career and he's obviously just recently retired. Um, and due to him retiring, he's decided that he's going to take up a new a new post. Uh, and so now, obviously, he's sat at home on a casual Monday morning, got the week off work, waiting for the letters to come through the door. You've been waiting all week for a certain bit of post to come. And who's at the, who's at the door? Brain on the door. It's only Nobes himself, isn't it? <laughs> with, his, <laughs> with his little bald patch. His bag over his shoulder. Do you think he wears shorts or trousers? <laughs> I think he's a shorts man. I think he wears shorts with his socks up still. <laughs> <laughs> with his footballer socks on. Little bag slung over his shoulder. Swearing at kids as he walks on down the street in his South London accent. Who have you got next then, Biggie? I bet he's never, I bet he never missed a delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely punctuality down to the bone every time. Uh, so the next one, <laughs> this is one of my favourite ones. <laughs> Again, we we start going on holiday abroad. Um, you, you, so you've progressed uh, with your missus now and uh, you've, you've got family now, a young family. You've got an, like a, an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. And you've got to that point now where you like going away. You're going to like roughly the same place every year because you don't want to take them real far away. So like you, you normally end up going to Tenerife, don't you? Something like that. So anyway, you've been there two or three years in a row, and uh, you start getting friendly with one of the uh, one of the bar one of the bar uh, tenders there runs his own bar. So anyway, you get you get talking to each other, and all of a sudden you you return and see him every year, and. Um, who is it working behind the bar? It's um, it's only Paul Gasgoyne uh, working in Tenerife. So what what's happened with him is he's inherited uh, a little bit of money about ten years ago and moved out to Las Americas. Um, he's got Polaroid pictures with all his his favorite customers behind his bar, 
and uh, a big sign outside of the front saying traditional Sunday dinners. However, I'm pretty sure the only thing traditional about them is the frozen Aunt Bessie's Yorkshire puddings you get with them, and probably the fact that the beef's dry, just like your mum used to cook as well. <laughs> yeah, I could see him there, couldn't you? Yeah, I could see him there, and I, I imagine as well, do you know, like, I, I work with some people now, and they say, oh, we're going to so-and-so, Tenerife, or... Like we go every year, we go see so and so behind the bar. Yeah, I can it. imagine them saying yeah, people, yeah. you know, oh, we'll have to go see Paul. Paul yeah. will sort us out. He does his, yeah, he, he, he does this lock in, yeah. Know, let's just get the ashtrays yeah, yeah, out after 11. He's always last man that. standing as well. <laughs> <laughs> loves, loves a couple of shots of tequila. Yeah, he doesn't take tips, just drinks. Yeah. <laughs> just put, put one behind the bar for us. Long suffering Mrs. Shelley. <laughs> then his chair in the corner. Prides himself on removing a tooth every now and again. <laughs> so should we move on to the next, the yeah, next couple? Yeah, we, we can get a few more here. Let's get a few more in then. <clears throat> uh, I'll do... <laughs> what you've got to understand is we've got a massive list in front of us of different people and we're just picking off the list. Um, so I'll do, I'll do a little story of... Imagine you find yourself out on a night out with your mates. You know, there's been three or four of you on a night out... Uh, you haven't broke the seal yet, but next pub you're going to have to go in and break the seal. You Probably will have to. going to be a club this, I Yeah, but, it's, but you're getting on a bit. You've had a, you've sunk a couple of pints and you've decided that you want to do a bit of dancing with the lads and, you know, see if you can pull a few birds on a night out. So you've you've rocked up to this club. Dorman's gear, a load of, load of grief. Anyway, you've managed to get yourself in. You're busting for a piss now, so you send one of your mates to the bar and off you go to the toilet. As you walk into the toilet... You sat your big guy out, get ready, get ready to drain the python, and you were in the uh, corner of the t- toilet. Want some more splash? Some more splash? Get some gash? No splash, no gash. No splash, no, no, no amani, no punani, <laughs> no dolce and gabbana, no sucky or banana. <laughs> so you finish draining your python, and you have a look over. And who else is stood there but Angola Kante <laughs> with, with some dupe hum in his hand, big cheesy smile on his face, saying, you want splash, my friend? You want splash? I could imagine him being really tight with it as well. <laughs> like, it, it's one pound a square. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't tell you that at the start. So, so when you pay, he just goes... Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got one of them uh, little carry cases, the handheld ones with the two big handles. So he's he scrapes them all, all these dodgy bottles. He, I bet they're not real bottles as well. I bet he's got them from like a Turkish market. It'll yeah. be a knockoff. They're all watered down. All, all of them got like like them white sticky labels. You get none yeah. of them have got actual real labels on. Yeah. Oh, good old good old Ingolo watering down after shaving bulks. <laughs> That cheeky smile. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll move on to one of uh, my list here. Um, I'm going to do... Um, <laughs> again, it's holiday related. Oh, man, I hope you can tell I've been away recently. <laughs> so, so, anyway, um, go back in time, right? You're with your missus. Forget about the kids, right? You're going back to when holidays were actually holidays and you actually enjoyed yourself. Um so, say you're at an all-inclusive holiday in the Caribbean, we'll say Dominican Republic, for example. Uh, you've got a nice hotel, something like a Grand Bahia or a Rio or something like that. And um, you're at your swim-up pool bar. It's just opened, it's about half ten, eleven o'clock in the morning. They're just, just cleaning the bar, getting everything set up and ready. And um, 
first little chirpy bartender comes over and um it's Gabriel Jesus. Um he's got his little uh, his his little name name card on it, it says Gab Gabriel Jesus on it. And um he's uh he's making you uh two fresh mojitas at the uh swimmer pool. Now uh there's a bit of a backstory with uh Gabriel on this one. Uh, he's he's quite envious about the um about the entertainment team at the hotel because he sees them interacting with the staff and he's just behind the bar whereas they're out and getting involved with them and and he likes a bit of a party he's Brazilian after all he likes that carnival lifestyle and um, he's always dreamed of making it uh, into the entertainment team but he just can't quite make it because um, there's a certain someone in that entertainment team just taking the spotlight away completely and that's uh, that's Sergio Guerrero he's um, He's smashing out water aerobics for fun. Um, <laughs> the poor Gabby's got no chance of getting in that team. Um, it's always the fawn in his back, isn't he, Sergi? <laughs> Sergi. <laughs> I feel sorry for Gabriel on this one because you can imagine it, can't you? <laughs> you can imagine it in like a grey polo with massive sweat marks. <laughs> 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 Working his bad job. Absolutely dripping like fuck. Just. <laughs> Glaring enviously <laughs> over at the pool with Aguero sat in yeah. absolutely milking the hell out of life. So I'll jump onto one off my list. Uh, let's have a look. I'll go for a bit of. So you're walking past your local. Your local boots, you're doing a bit of shopping with the missus and off you go out down the town. You're going down the high street and it's a casual Sunday afternoon. You're expecting to see a couple of people laid up, a bit, bit homeless, a bit struggling. But as you look over in the doorway boots, you're seeing an Italian 90 sleeping bag all rolled up. Is Andrea Perlo absolutely begging his tits off for change. <laughs> Next to him you've got his little Pel- scabby... Pelo with the beard. Yeah, Pelo with a beard. <laughs> Next... <laughs> Next to him you've got his scrawny little dog also gasping for just a little sliver of water. And as you walk past, he obviously asks you, can I have some change, please? And you obviously take a bit of note and think, I'm sure he used to play football for someone. And then you just think, oh no, actually, he's just a stinky homeless bastard. I'm going to give him anything. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I might as well stay on the holiday thing once because that's all I've got. <laughs> this one's gold. So, thing, things are matured in your life now. Um, you're on a holiday with, uh, with the in-laws uh, uh, or their family and it, it's just you, you, you know, you, you're a bit out of your depth, but you're there, mum in, mum in law, father in law, and the missus, and they've taken you away on um, on a cruise. Um, nice big do, you know, all inclusive, all around the meds, something like that. And um, Thursday night's notoriously famous because it's called Captain's Night on the cruise. So you're all, you're all sat having your dinner and everything, silver service, everything's real nice. And um, about eight o'clock, Captain comes down, big. Big hoo-ha about it. You hear some trumpets playing and stuff before he comes in. And you glance over and you look at the foyer door where he's, the captain's walking in from. Um, and you're just struck by this white suit. And you, you're looking from, from the bottom and he's got these real black shiny shoes and then his white trousers and he goes up higher and higher. And all of a sudden, you look at his face and there you see Paul Merson, cruise liner captain, 
in his white suit standing there looking absolute dapper to the nines. So Paul started started his career serious in the Royal Navy. He was captain of a destroyer. He, he couldn't make it to the aircraft carrier because the gig was too big for him and he bottled it. So now he's, he's just living the, now he's just living the dream, uh, cruising around the Med, does Caribbean in the winters as well. Um, very well regarded on the cruise ship for having a bit of a bit of a party with uh, with the uh, peers after a while. But yeah. <laughs> so as you see, this absolutely pigging, pigging out on the silver sets as well. You imagine him with a couple of cocktail sausages at the end, half cut with with some family cake. What you also what you also get from Paul Burson is you've obviously just seen him in your bright white, absolute gleaming like yeah. like a shining armor in this suit. Come midnight, Merson's got Merson's got the lot of it off. He just stood there with his kegs on bar, tooths out, middle tooth falling out into his hand. Absolutely pissed up like Mike Bassett doing a jig across bar. Right, I think we'll wrap that up there for part one and we'll move on to part two shortly.